Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. I'm joined, as always, by the lovely Pops and LJ. What is going on, my What's boys? What's up? Oops, there it is. <laughs> we are back. There's a. Uh, it was a really uh, eventful, wild day for anybody on Sunday that is a Kansas City Chiefs fan or a <laughs> San Francisco 49ers fan. Everyone else, it was kind of a boring Sunday. Um <laughs> The games were both kind of blowouts. Both home teams covered, and Patrick Mahomes was chucking it. Chunk. I have a question actually for you guys about a woodchuck. <laughs> Is it chucking it all over the field or chunking it all over the field? I think chuck. I think it's chuck. You chuck because it. a woodchuck well, chucks wood. Quit stopping. That, quit chucking that wood, you woodchucks. You know you've seen the commercial. <laughs> yes, I've seen it. I think it's chucking. Chuck. That just seems weird to me. Chuck, I mean, I, I've always my whole life said chunking. And I've heard other people on like TV that always say chucking it. And I just thought that was like a northern southern thing. I think it's just a correct and incorrect thing on my part. Have I brought up the northern southern thing that I discovered about shoes up here? <laughs> no, but I'm I'm, in, I'm intrigued. What do you call shoes that you wear for like athletic wear? Tennis shoes? Yeah. Yeah. You know, in some other places they call them sneakers, right? Right. Yeah. Here in the Chicago area, and I think it's just in the Chicago area, they're called gym shoes. I mean, I think I've heard of gym shoes before, but like when when we that. tell like our our students to like show up in tennis shoes because we're gonna like you know there's gonna be movement and stuff like you need to have tennis shoes on. They're like, what what do you mean like like shoes for tennis? Like we're gonna go play tennis? Like what do you mean tennis shoes? <laughs> I, I mean, like, I guess- oh, gym shoes. Okay, gym shoes. We can wear our gym shoes. That is interesting. Well, is a, ten- yeah. is a tennis shoe the same thing as a running shoe? No. In your head, it's not. But I mean, in your head, is that like a shoe that you can be active in? Well, as far as like to, to meet the requirements when I say something to like students wear yeah. movement shoes. Yeah. yeah. But, movement shoes. But, that's what you call them, movement shoes. <laughs> well, no, we call them tennis shoes, but that's apparently like a, <laughs> a, a net loss to like have this discussion every single time. Because everybody calls them gym shoes. Well, gym shoes so, is a more appropriate term, probably. It is. I've never worn tennis shoes to, well, no, I've worn tennis shoes to play tennis once. I don't play a whole lot of tennis, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we need to come up with a universal term for tennis shoes. Speaking of universal terms, we also, and this is maybe something we touch on later, there should be a universal amount, like set amount for the snooze button on your alarm. It blows my mind that yeah. there's different time, like iPhones now do nine minutes. Some people do five minutes. Some people have 15 minutes. There's not a universal what's the right number? time. Hmm. So you, what, else? what is the question? What's, what's the right number in your opinion? Yeah. What's the right amount of time? 
I don't know, nine minutes seems okay because it's a little more than five, not quite ten. So I feel like I'm getting. You know a what I've rest. liked? I had a phone that did seven, and I thought that was pretty good. What do you think, Pops? Have you ever had this conundrum? Uh, you know, I have thought about it, and I think actually on your iPhone it is is user settable. I think you can. I think you can change it, but it's default. It defaults nine to minutes. nine, and I've gotten very used to that because here's another question: Who has an alarm clock anymore? I mean, anybody? Everybody uses phones, their yeah. iPhone. Oh, like an actual clock? Yeah. Well, I don't use my iPhone because I don't have an iPhone. You elitist. <laughs> okay. <Fair laughs> I still enough. use a phone. Yeah. Actually, no. I use I use Google Home Mini, so I have a little bit more elitist. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so they're. <laughs> But they're listening to you do all your sleep talking, all the talk you do in your sleep. They're yeah, whatever. They can you. have that. They can have that for free. <laughs> all right. Well, we might get into that in a little bit, but I, we need to get into some football talk. And before we do that, I want to tell you about our friends from my bookie. There's it's Super Bowl week will be coming up shortly. Oh, and there's going to be bets. all kinds of prop bets. I'm sure we'll get Uh-oh. all into it next week. And the place to bet on anything sports related is my book is the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro college like football basketball it doesn't matter they're the best place to bet they have the most World Cup soccer lines most prop bets boxing prop bets Super Bowl of any sports book on the planet UFC so if you're going to be betting for the Super Bowl this week do the smart thing and do it over <laughs> at my bookie America's got so talent keep going <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure there's going to be let's see what just off the top of your dome if I threw it to you, what's a guess for a good prop bet that might pop up this week? Well, I mean, always there's the national anthem length. Yeah, of That's course. That's always a big one. And I've already seen um, people doing some research on other national, how long. Who's singing it? Demi Lovato is Demi the Lovato. That's national anthem. Okay. And then the the halftime act is Shakira J- and J-Lo. J-Lo and Shakira, maybe Flo Rida pops up. You know, they got to do it all big time for Miami, so I think it'll be cool. Well, and that's what that, that's what they'll, that's one of the prop bets, I'm sure, is will Flo Rida show up? And like how early and, you know, um, I think I think Kittle yards versus Kelsey yards like you can take tight end. Uh, it's an awesome probably. tight end matchup we got in the Super Bowl this year. That is a good yeah. one. Yeah, there's all co- I, that we'll touch on that next week. I'm sure once prop bets come out, we'll have some fun with it. But if you're looking to get in on some of that action, my bookie is the place to do. If you're tired of watching the games from the couch with nothing to gain, my bookie wants to get your mind off of the loss your team may have suffered earlier this year and get some wins in that bank account. The mm-hmm. best part. If you join right now, my bookie will. What is it, pops? What will they do? They will double, double your, your first deposit. That is right. Like by double, you mean two times? Like two if times. You put in a thousand, they'll give you another thousand. That's double your initial wow. deposit. You can use on all your favorite picks. All you have wow. to do is use use the promo code Chair to activate the offer. That's promo code Chair C H A I R to double down on your first deposit when you visit my bookie. Dot A-G. You play, you win, get paid. paid. All right, so Super Bowl Live is set. How do we feel about that? Do we like calling it Super Bowl Live, Super Bowl 54? I think live. 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 Well, there's not They e. missed out. They missed out putting, they didn't put the, the trophy as a stylized E over oh. on the, the right side of the numbers. Point. Yeah. That might, that might be good. Yeah. See, where what are they doing? I, well, I already know Roger Goodell's listening to the podcast because we're going to get onto it later about their new onside kick rules they're trying out. 
but he needs to be listening <laughs> beforehand so he can promote this Super Bowl the right way. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. But we now know Chiefs 49ers will be in the Super Bowls. The Chiefs' first Super Bowl in 50 years. 49ers, I think they're going for their, what, sixth title? As yeah, that's right. History. Yeah. There's a lot of a history. pretty decent drought, though. They haven't won a Super Bowl since the early 90s. Although, I they will say... They were there not too long ago with Harbaugh. When, right? I, uh, when, I, when Hannah got home, she probably don't want me to tell this on the podcast, but when <laughs> she got home, I was like... Uh, because she had to watch it, uh, while she was at work. And so we watched it separately, but we got, she got home and we were kind of, you know, like giddy about it. And I said, uh, the Super Bowl or the, the, the 49ers made it to the Super Bowl. And she said, I know finally. And I looked at her for a second and I said, uh, the cowboy fans that I talk to every single week would probably find you insufferable. Right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were just there uh, this, like this past decade. They were there with a whole different roster. They redid it all. Yeah. I think she'll be fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. So as we mentioned, we were all gearing up for like some really conference championship weekend. At least that Sunday is sometimes the best football you'll see all year. Cause it should be yeah. the, the four best teams. Well, not so much. Both teams were kind of, both wins were won pretty handily. I thought it wasn't really close in the second half of either game. Um, I'll go to you pops. Uh, what was something you took away from championship weekend well i took away you talked about the best weekend of football i think maybe wild card weekend was the best weekend of football that was amazing games uh except for that philly uh philly seattle game which Um, at least it was close though yeah it was close but um you know i i've watched the games they were kind of boring probably is my takeaway i mean i fell asleep on the first half of the kc uh titans game and i think that might have been the best half uh, yeah, of the yeah, game of, of and, all four halves yeah. yeah so so i fell asleep <laughs> during that one and i was just kind of unimpressed with the rest i mean i like i think my biggest takeaway is who's got the game is it on is it fox fox i believe this year. i bet they are tickled to death with the two teams that are in it because i mean you've got san francisco and kansas city kansas city a very exciting team san francisco a pretty decent market and, and an exciting team Tennessee, not so much. Green Bay would have been good, but I think that that Fox has to be happy with the two guys that are in it, especially with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, what a what an exciting player he is. So, well, so I think it's a good I think a good matchup. Green Bay kind of it's what we've alluded to this whole year. Not just us; a lot of people have whether they were really as good as their record showed. And I think we finally got the truth when they got up against one of the best teams in the NFL. They're they're not Green Bay's not bad, but they're not the elite of the NFL this past year. Yeah. Uh, it does seem, and LJ, I'll ask you, did we get, it, to me, it feels like we got the two best teams in the NFL in the Super Bowl. Do you agree or not? I mean, I, mean, I don't want to forget I, about the Ravens, but. I was about to say, I think the AFC is a little bit tighter. I think Kansas City or Baltimore could have been up there. But yeah, the 49ers have been the class of the NFC for this entire year and probably the best looking team in the NFL this entire year. They've just been consistently. They, I mean, the Seahawks have been up there too. From top to bottom, that roster, I mean, it's just mm-hmm. stacked. They might not have Mahomes well, at quarterback, but they got a stacked roster. And they're also, they're probably, they've been the healthiest roster in the NFL, even with their bye week being like week, week five or something like that. So, you know, having a healthy roster in the playoffs is the reason that the, the, the Giants have two Super Bowl wins with Eli Manning, you know, so. Um, yeah, I think this is, this, this is what you wanted if you're looking for the best teams to, to, uh, play for the Super Bowl. I don't know if that's what everybody's looking for. Um, I saw this, have you guys heard of, uh, I'm rooting for the meteor teams. So there's this concept out there of which team's fan base is the most upset about this Super Bowl and they're, they're rooting for the meteor to hit in Miami. And so, uh, for this year it's the Raiders because they're bayed 
area uh, rival is in the Super Bowl and their divisional rival is in the Super Bowl. So they're the team that most wants the meteor to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> um, but can I throw out a stat that I found that I think is is one of the most uh, please do ridiculous stats? So this is the first Super Bowl in seven years that will not feature either C.J. Anderson or LeGarrette Blunt as a as a running back. Who's gonna be our our fat running back for the year? We need one. I mean, we had a fat guy touchdown last weekend. We need a fat running back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. But that that fat guy's out along wow. with the big running back. Um, so you know, I guess there's a lot of small dudes in this Super Bowl. I mean, compared to NFL size. Yeah. Well, so that that's an interesting. I, I'm glad you brought that up. So we were talking about. It, it seemed like this playoffs was the the. Uh, people were re- getting ready to run with the narrative of, oh, old school football, you need a smash mouth running game, and Tennessee was going to do that. And then all of a sudden it gets proven what I think we've realized with the rule change in the NFL, the, the quarterback, the running back's important, but look at it. It almost seemed like the death of that argument because you look on San Francisco well, side, it's Raheem Mostert. You should Moster. tell Green Bay that. Well, <laughs> what I'm saying, I guess what the point <laughs> I was making is, you got Derek Kinder, who is supposed to be the star that can win you games. It just wasn't enough. Uh, Kansas City overpowered him because they have an explosive yeah. offense. And then the other side where San Francisco ran all over Green Bay, but they did it with a guy that's been on six different teams and it was Raheem Mostert. And it wasn't a guy you take in the first or second round. So it, it almost seemed like it ended up being it championed the argument of running backs aren't as important and you can get someone off the streets. What did you think about that, L? Well, I, I, so I agree with that, but I would still say that my argument has been on the side of the running backs all year, but it's not been on the side of you should pay running backs a lot of money. It's that you need to find a good running back in the draft because um, if you can have a, a good solid running team and a great offensive line, um, which I would say is probably the most important factor in what the 49ers have been able to do, um, then yeah, you can throw you can throw a, a Raheem Mostert or a, a Matt Breida back there and just have unbelievable numbers. In the same way, Green Bay had Aaron Jones. He's what four years pro, and I've never even heard his name up until now. So like for him to just well, blow Mike up McCarthy kind of this- hit him. Or the future of the Dallas Cowboys. I think a lot of people thought Aaron Jones was really talented and it didn't give him a lot of carries. But yes, well, but right. I think that offensive line, that offensive line has just opened up holes for him. And I think the deal is is. If you can have a strong running attack, then you can win football games. You can win more football games than you lose in the NFL. And that's been proven, I think, this year. Absolutely. The pendulum, I think, is swinging back towards the running back being an important position. But with that in mind, uh, I I don't want to be a running back signing a contract compared what? to a wide receiver or quarterback at all. Yeah. Because well, your shelf life is so tight. Or even a line. What's funny so tight, about yeah. Derrick Henry and this run he had, he's a, he's a, under, a restricted free agent at this offseason now. So it almost they just ran him into the ground these last four weeks yep. or whatever, and now you look back at the last four or five running backs that all signed big deals. I don't I don't know if you'd go back and do it like Gurley, David Johnson, Ezekiel. Well, and he just, just got Demarco murrayed, right? Like like literally. It looks like we've it. seen this happen before. What do you think? I mean, pops, do you think this weekend was a good argument for the running back or not? Because both teams, the Titans, got there on the back of a running back, and the 49ers are doing this on the back of running backs, plural. Yeah. And it shows the position's important, but... How many yards did Garoppolo have? He had le- Did he have less than 100? He went six well, he had, for yeah, eight like 80, with like 80 yards. Yeah. 80 yards or something. I mean, yeah, sounds like a Tannehill. It's a Tannehill... Uh, uh, <laughs> I was looking at QBR for so far in the in the 2020, or in this postseason, and they were showing ratings. ESPN does their QBR rating. Garoppolo isn't on the list because he doesn't qualify because he doesn't have enough tips so far in the playoffs. 
But they don't need to. Shanahan's just yeah. dialing up beautiful run play after beautiful run play. Use checks blowing people yeah. off the line. And well, you that you mentioned Brita. I mean, did Brita get a carry? I don't think I don't so. Think Even so. Coleman went out. And Coleman went out early, and it was Mostart all day. Yeah, he well, was, but they go with a hot hand. If you can't tackle Mostert, then what? I mean, what do you want me to stop running Mostert? Like, I think Kyle Shanahan just keeps keeps stabbing you with the knife that cuts. Uh, you know, like that's. I just thought what he he's called do. a brilliant game. I thought I agree. I, I really did like the way he called the game, and and certainly the run. I, you asked a question: Does this reestablish the run? And I kind of would probably go with what LJ was saying. I don't know if it established the running back, but a good running game opens up so much of everything else. And unfortunately, yeah. Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo didn't have to go to anything else because they had a couple of passes yeah. to Debo Samuel, which, by the way, love that guy. I am a what fan. I think, you've, I think you've liked Debo Samuels every week even more. Like, you were on him earlier this year, and every single week you just like him. Love more, him. I, I, I was actually, him. like, I was totally down on week, uh, Debo Samuels, like, week five, week six. Like, I was still, like, not even – I was thinking, well, he's not, he's not it. But, man, yeah, Dad, you're right about that guy. He is well, that leads me else. to a question. I wonder, when did you start believing in San Francisco? Because, LJ, you said they were the best team in the NFC most of the year. And and now, looking back, I would agree. But I'm telling you, it was probably week 9, week 10, before I started thinking, wow, I think San Francisco is really for real. Because, you know, they had – Dante Pettis didn't do that great early, you know, and then Debo Samuel started showing up. Kendrick Bourne did a few things. Kittle was not – I, we didn't think he was going to be this good at the beginning of the year. Um, they well, had the I think at the game. beginning of this year, I Kittle was good Kittle last year. Was Kittle was really good think Kittle last been, year. I did not think he was this good. I think he was – I mean – I thought Kittle was the best tight end in the NFL going into this not year. Not to ring the gong, but he was one of the top tight ends drafted in fantasy wow. football. In the pre- Kittle was supposed to be um, – it was just what did they have but, around Kittle, I think. Was well, and, and I'll say, like, did I – like, when the 49ers were walking into this year, they were coming off of, I think, five or four straight years with 10-plus losses. So it's not like we were expecting them to be a Super Bowl team at the beginning of the season. But I would say that around like week five or so, you were on them, I started seeing them as a number one team because of that defensive line was just winning games on its own. Fair, fair and point. When I, you can have four guys win the entire game, like it's hard to imagine that you don't have the depth elsewhere to at least finish the job. Yeah. You know? What so, probably threw you off the scent is, I agree, LJ, around week five, six, seven, you were thinking, wow, this team is great. But, I mean, just like with the Patriots defense that was throwing amazing numbers, they had an easy schedule, but, I mean, you beat who you, you who had on the well, schedule. Yeah, didn't they almost lose to the Bengals at some point? And or then they, they were the Bengals were favored over them. And least. then that defense got banged up with D. Ford and Quan Alexander getting hurt and a, one of their safeties getting hurt. And so all of a sudden you're like, oh, they're not that good. No, they were just banged up. They were still winning games. They were just banged up. Now we're back to seeing this healthy team, which is the team we were – about week four when we were, I think, getting ready to jump on the bandwagon, it was because – at every level of the defense, they are just fantastic. And then yeah. Kyle Shanahan, I think I I don't want to like be too uh recent history, but I'm not saying McVeigh's bad or anything, but I think Kyle Shanahan is the when it comes to offensive minds in football, that dude is the class. I he the, the run plays that they designed, it just looks like Green Bay has no idea what to do to stop him. We just talked about it the week before against Minnesota. When a team can do that to you, just run like eight straight plays and just gash, 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 gash. It is so demoralizing, and that's what they do. They're, and they're just going to keep doing it. They don't mind if Garoppolo throws it well, eight times. And I'll, I'll also throw out that I think that that was maybe another way that they camouflaged themselves against Dad um, is that I remember it was like weeks eight or nine. It was whenever they got Sanders. I remember that week you were saying that you didn't believe in the Niners totally because you didn't know if they had a passing attack. And it was because they hadn't ever had to use one. And, uh, and so now we've kind of seen that they seem to have a pretty decent passing attack when they want one. 
They just would rather not use it if they can avoid it because they've got everything else in the world going on. And so that's just another way that they've been able to uh, pretend like they're not the best team in the NFL when, I mean, in my opinion, they look like they are. So we'll see what happens. We'll find out for sure. But. I want to touch on a little more Shanahan, but I want to I want to make sure we touch on the other game uh, beforehand. Let's go to that Chiefs pack or that Chiefs Titans game. And we talked about the running game in, in Tennessee, and they had a great year, and I, it was a fun run for them. But Mahomes, there's something really, really special about watching Mahomes. He, he is just better than most of the people out on a football field anytime he's out there. That hear true. hear me out here. Mahomes has a little bit of a, a and I didn't watch him most of the highlights, but almost like a Jordan. I don't think it's a LeBron S vibe because it's not just like overpowering you and being just more athletic. Mahomes just has a flair for making exciting plays. He does something like that running along the sideline was amazing. And then he has the plays where he'll scramble and all of a sudden just throw it off balance 50 yards. There's every time I watch Mahomes, any play could be that play where it goes for a touchdown. I there's something different about him. I love watching. What do you think about a Jordan comparison possibly to him? Well, uh, I hadn't thought about a Jordan comparison, but I'll tell you what really stuck out to me with Mahomes is that in the Texans game, he's behind 24 to nothing. And what do you see him? You see him on the sideline. He is not down. He is up. He's like, we're going to win this game. He is he is a leader that people want to follow, and he is amazingly gifted athletically. So, I mean, Jordan is not out of the realm of people to compare him to because you never know when he drops back what he could do. He could do anything. Well, and LJ, before you get upset, I'm not saying I know it's he's 24 years old and he's three years into the league, but what if? In his postseason career, he's played four games. He has a three and one record. His one loss, he didn't get to touch the ball in overtime against the Patriots. He goes for he has a sixty two percent completion percentage in the playoffs, three hundred yards per game, eleven touchdowns, no interceptions, and he's ran the ball for twenty times, one hundred twenty five yards, and two touchdowns. He's incredible, and I know it's early, but it honestly, I think we talked about last year, or maybe as at one point we talked about the Patriots and how even when teams are winning against Tom Brady, they yeah. seem to they coach scared and play scared because they just know oh he's going to come back. You could watch the Titans, watch any team; they're so afraid of what Mahomes might do. They get out of their coaching, even when they're winning. They get out of their their philosophy because I think they're so worried he's going to score twenty points in a quarter, and he can. You and he you does. just I mean, he you does, hate the comparison but, because it's just comparing him to maybe the greatest athlete of all time. Yeah, you're well. Yeah, exactly. I'm, you're, okay, you're taking I, this well, young dude and saying the to. goat. Well, I, I don't know. Barry Sanders is is what you're talking about. This person. How many Super Bowls did Barry Sanders get? Mahomes can win. How many Super Bowls has Mahomes got? Idiot! Come he's, on, man. I'm saying Barry Sanders didn't even get to a Super Bowl. Well, Mahomes okay. is in a Super Bowl at 24 years old. Okay, but my point is, is you're comparing him to the greatest athlete of all time because he has this ability to make plays electric, like to win a game by himself. So can Indomitian Sue. We saw that happen. Yeah, like it, not as easy. The guy at the quarterback position can make it happen. I mean, I understand, but he's not game freaking himself. Jordan, man. Like, give him like five more years before you can even like. Start I'm not to saying he's about- the greatest of all time. I'm just, I, I, there's comparisons to me because I think he does. He's so electric. Players, his teammates ride around him. The opposing team's afraid of him. There's something about him. He's just different. Yeah, and Lamar Jackson's the same way. Is he the goat too? Like, like no, because is he Jordan? Because he's zero two in the playoffs. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. I'm whatever. not saying Patrick Mahomes is the goat. I just think it's there's something to him where he just scares you because he can do something at any given moment, and he's actually done it. He's not. I, he really hasn't had one playoff moment where he's let you down. 
the one the defense let them down against the Patriots. D Ford let him down on the offsides and then not stopping Tom Brady in the overtime. Which is an interesting storyline going into the Super With him Bowl. him being but... he could screw the Patriots or the Chiefs again in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, uh, but to further your point, about- Kevin, I think it's it's his team believes in him like that. Like we're never out of a game because we've got Mahomes. I think that his so did team Marcus Mariota's like team. Dude, it's that's what? whatever. You're, nah, you're not even you're drinking sense. your bath water. So did T.O. with with Tony Romo. I'm just saying that the teams believe in their guy. No, the Cowboys with Tony Romo went. What are we? Go, how's this going to get screwed up? I'm the biggest Tony Romo believer ever. But I, every time the yeah, Cowboys were up, they thought, "What's going to happen?" I, the team. Now, I bet there are people in the locker room on the freaking presser. Like it's it's the team believed that's in Tony player. Romo. Not like they do I'm, Mahomes. I think. I think. I think Kevin, you're right. on to something. I think LJ's drinking his bathwater. That's what I think. Uh, well, I, and I think what right. LJ. No, what, I think you guys are drinking LJ? Mahomes bathwater, and you just think it's delicious. All that saltiness. <laughs> What's getting LJ? I think is he can't get past that. I'm, I I know I'm comparing him to the greatest of all time, and it and it makes it sound like I'm saying is Mahomes the greatest of all time? No, he's not yet. But I just think there's a there's an it factor to him that you don't see with. Very many players. Yeah, but that's like saying like Billie Eilish put out a good album, so is she the next Prince? Like that's a little bit absurd. <laughs> I don't think it's the same at all. But okay, that's what. <laughs> what well, going on to the? I wanted to touch on uh, what's a more interesting uh, storyline to you going into the Super Bowl? Is it Andy Reid's potential first Super Bowl win, or the Kyle Shanahan where? I want to talk about Kyle Shanahan and the nepotism. Oh God! Factor oh, you might not want to bring that up on this podcast. I think. Uh, you know, the only reason I got my job is nepotism, not because I'm good at this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's interesting because I do think Kyle Shanahan got a start in the NFL early because of yeah. nepotism, because his dad right. is Mike Shanahan. Now, I think it also hindered him in his career because he didn't get a job a long time because they were like, he's only there because he's Kyle Shanahan or because he's Mike Shanahan's son. And so at one point, Mike Shanahan actually told him, you need to go take a job somewhere else. And prove that you are smart. You're not just doing what because I think it was clear from early on. Kyle Shanahan is really smart, but he had to almost take the factor off. This isn't just because my dad. I'm actually a really smart coach. So it's interesting yeah. to me how nepotism hurt and helped him. Now he does. He did get something that like me or you or someone else wouldn't get in the NFL, where he got a job at 24 in the Mike Shanahan's locker, and that helps. But. Yeah. I just think that's int- – do y'all find that interesting, the whole nepotism, nepotism stuff runs rampant in the NFL. It is absolutely yes. rampant. But I think you're right in that it it, it helps because Mike Shanahan – Kyle Shanahan was, was uh, introduced to all that and all these players and how a team works at such an early age in life. He got an advantage over so yeah. many other people that it gave him a head start. So I don't really like all the nepotism, but – it certainly gave Kyle Shanahan the head start. And, I mean, he is a great coach. I would say of all the coaches in the NFL, Kyle Shanahan, if I was if I was hiring, he'd be high on my list, maybe as high as anybody. LJ? Yeah. Well, I just I, – I worry about coaches that have had a year of success and calling them, you know, just these these masterminds. Like like McVay, we'll have to see if he, he fires back from this Can I year. throw something at you, though? Please. Just last year, we watched Kyle Shanahan make Nick Mullins, who where I don't know where he's at now, but Nick Mullins looked like a decent quarterback. C.J. Beathard actually looked like a decent quarterback. He's done pretty decent with anybody that's at quarterback. I agree. Well, but I I think I think the the deal is is I just want to wait and see of whether or not like I consider him. Um, I think his dad was one of. I mean, I, I'm a little bit biased. I think his dad <laughs> was one of the greatest coaches um, in the NFL, but. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I just want to see him do more. I love what he does. And I think I I get how he's on a level like he's on eight levels above where I think I could be. You know, if I if I put the time in, I still think he would be like eight levels above me on just like understanding the game and diagnosing things in the moment. Like he's he seems like an absolute genius, but. Uh, I just I, I want to see if he gets figured out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just we'll see. Yeah, I think it's just a beautiful and, and more so the, the San Francisco dynasty. I kind of want to talk to you guys about is this the start of a dynasty for San Francisco or for Kansas City? Because I mean, we talked about a young quarterback over there, but it's just Joe the Montana's young, salivating right now. Like the, This is the happiest he's ever been. <laughs> the combination of Shanahan and Lynch both being young at their at their job and the the, the team that they've put together, the culture that's there. I mean, we talked about it uh, earlier. I, Emmanuel Sanders and and Debo Samuel seem just as happy to make a big block as they do to make a big catch. And we talked about—I yeah. think you might have said it before we got on the recording, LJ. But yeah, I did. George Kittle goes to Mike or goes to Kyle Shanahan and talks about who he wants to block before he goes to him talking about catching the ball. Like they just want to yeah. win, and at whatever it is, I think there's a beautiful culture there, and then there's just immense talent all over the field. That I think they're starting something that could be really, really special, depending on yeah. how good Garoppolo is, which I think. We have no reason to believe he's not good, right? Yeah. No, I I think he's pretty good. But yeah, you're right. I mean, he's he's kind of untested just in general, especially in high pressure moments. But um, yeah, to to your point about dynasties, I think, and and I don't think you finished saying that the Chiefs are possibly you know one of Mahomes' dynasty um, because they have the Jordan of uh, quarterbacking. And uh, I don't know. I it is interesting to watch both of these teams. I think both of these teams are going to be the ones we talk about for. They're going to be two of the five teams we talk about for the next eight years. Um, I think they're going to be in the running every year for about as long as I mean, it, it's, you know, these these sort of bold statements get proven wrong almost immediately. Yeah, I mean, we'll, well, we said that about the Rams last year and look at where we're at now. I agree. But man, these feel different. These both feel the Chiefs are really good. I mean, they're really good. Doesn't matter who's their running back. It doesn't matter whether Tyreek Hill is hurt or not, because Mahomes is special. And uh, and they made some really great moves on defense. And if they can sort of keep that sort of thing going, that is a team that's going to last for a long time. Although I do worry. I, I don't worry about the Broncos taking the crown for them. I, I really am worried about the Raiders. You know, I think they're making the right moves. I don't think the Gruden's a great coach, but I think they're making the right moves to have a dynasty in the future. So I'm worried about that. Whereas the 49ers feel like they've got a tough division to stay to stay frosty against. And then um, and then they've got like all these young players. I mean, I think we'll see soon, like what Kittle's next contract is worth. Like that's going to yeah. be a big factor on whether or not they can sign that defensive line talent and stuff like that. Like, I think we're going to see a lot of the 49ers, like if they can handle contracts well, then Lynch will be a great GM. And if they can't, then he'll be this GM. We remember put together something really special one time. You know, you want to know, so. you want to hear a fun stat. It's not really as much a Mahomes stat, but it's, it's about someone else. Um, Mahomes now because he ran he had the touchdown in the past two weeks he had fifty yards and a touchdown on the ground the last two weeks so he became the only the second quarterback ever to have multiple playoff games where he had three hundred yards passing and fifty yards rushing and a rushing touchdown do you think you could name the other quarterback in a playoff in a two, game so he's done this in a twice? playoff game yeah no I don't I mean uh, uh is it Lamar Jackson nope uh okay. Donovan McNabb I'm almost scared to say it, that. It is it is uh, someone whose name is going to get brought up a lot in the next two weeks. Joe, Joe Montana. Montana. He had 50 yards not, rushing? In two games, two separate games. Wow. I, I, wow. If you just had a San Francisco quarterback, maybe Steve Young, not Joe Montana. Yeah, but. yeah. wow. Good for old Joe. 
I'm telling you, it, this is a this is like LJ mentioned though. I, he, he's got a. If I don't know if anyone's got him signed to a deal, I think he was like shape ups or something. But this is the Joe Montana boa. He is about to get mentioned like crazy the next two weeks. Well, him and Elvis Gerback, right? <laughs> the other great San Francisco and Chiefs quarterback. <laughs> what a pull! Wow, you did pull that out of the old arse. <laughs> how well, how long was Joe Montana at Kansas City, Dad? Do you remember? Uh, two. Two years, maybe three. He was still good at Kansas City, though, right? He had some yeah, good yeah, years. two. Yes, he did. Two years. He went seven and eighteen, two and two in the playoffs with the Chiefs. So, um, Alex Smith was also on both teams, obviously. Um, Steve Deberg was on both teams. Okay, Steve okay. Bono. <laughs> We're going down a rabbit hole. Is this Elvis a- Gerback and Bob Gagliano? Do you find so. yourself? Do you find yourselves rooting for Andy Reid a little bit? I know LJ. You, no. I mean, you're sitting here wearing a 49er hat, but no. You know, I want to say something about Andy Reid because I have not been a big Andy Reid fan and I'm becoming more of a fan. He does have an innovative offensive mind. There's no doubt about it. His players love him. You know what I think? I think he went all in on Donovan McNabb and McNabb was just not. And McNabb's not Mahomes. He's just not Mahomes. I think he thought he was. He's not the Michael Jordan. He, he's not. He's not the Michael Jordan of the NFL. And he's the Tim Hardaway. And I think that he went all in and put all his chips on the table for McNabb. And I think it hurt him for years because McNabb just was not that kind of talent. I don't think he had that kind of leadership mentality. And I'm not trying to hate on McNabb. He was just never one of my favorite players. I think Mahomes has all that talent, all that ability, all that leadership. And and I think. Maybe now Reed has put his money in the middle of the table on the right guy, and his innovative offensive uh, philosophy is shining. And and I, you know, I hope I don't know that I hope he wins it because I love San Francisco. I probably like San Francisco a little bit better in this game just because I like Shanahan and I like San Francisco 49ers. I like Rapolo, like the running backs, I like the receivers, I like the defense. But I am happy for Andy Reed. I think he's got a real opportunity to get a big monkey off his back. Yeah. Well, it'd have to be a big monkey to for anyway. That's a bad joke. <laughs> he can show oh. carry a big monkey. He a big boy. <laughs> you know a guy I wanted to bring up. Well, first I was going to ask you guys: Did you see the Revis Sherman beef going on? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love it. I Do love you it. Love, Sherman love Sherman or hate so Sherman? Yeah, I love him. I've always loved him. I, well, I, I like I Sherman. I'm I'm okay with Sherman. Well, I think what Sherman does well is he can he. I mean, he's kind of okay. So if you look at the 49ers defense and you want to compare it. To uh, if you're gonna throw the Jordan and uh, and Mahomes comparison, yeah, yeah I was gonna then I'm up. then I'm gonna throw out uh, that Nick Bosa is Rob Gronkowski and Richard Sherman is Tom Brady on that defense. He's this guy that like diagnoses plays. He's always got a freaking chip on his shoulder about the littlest damn things ever to exist, and turns that into wins when there's no reason that it should be. Um, so I think, yeah, Sherman is the Tom Brady of that defense. Well, I didn't realize how much we were going to talk about Michael Jordan in this podcast, but <laughs> two, two uh, things I've read about Michael Jordan is he would find reasons to be mad at the opposing team. So he would find yeah. a reason to be like, oh, you didn't shake my hand, so I'm going to drop 50. And he would often do it, but he would have to find a reason to kind of <laughs> piss himself off. Where yeah. Sherman seems to do, I don't think anyone acts like Sherman's not a great corner. I know, like they might cite him a little, but he makes it sound like people. I mean, Revis kind of did for just two seconds. Well, he but makes then it he, sound like, like people. Immediately. He did. Sherman he makes off, it sound though. like people say he sucks, and no one says yeah. he sucks. They just say he doesn't do some of the things like Stephon Gilmore and Revis. Did. I think Revis has a point. Now, Sherman's still really good. I don't think he's up there for best cornerbacks of all time, but he's a really, really he's a Hall of Fame cornerback, one of the best in the past decade, if not the best yeah. in the past decade. But 
I, I just think Sherman annoys me a little bit, but I'm glad to have him on the Super Bowl stage because regardless, Sherman makes things interesting. It's fun. Yeah. And I think his teammates like it too. I think it gets his teammates pumped up. He, oh, they get fired up. I mean, yeah, you can decide that Baker Mayfield is an asshole for doing something that he actually did. And it still works. Like it still pumps him up. So it's great. I love it. I like having Sherman on, on the uh, forefront. Another, I want to talk about one more defensive back before we move on. And that's someone I think, I hope gets more, and he probably will over the next two weeks, but the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, oh, wow. over at Kansas City. Has he been playing great? LSU boy. What? God. Well, I don't understand why he d- gets let go of teams and, and doesn't get paid. Like, I was looking at his uh, like his career so far. So, he spent five years in Arizona. While he was there, they went second in overall defense, seventh in overall defense, third in overall defense, third, fourth in overall defense. And then the two years prior after he left, they went 17 and 23rd. Their defense fell off a cliff. Yeah. And then you look at the Texans. In 2017, before he went to Houston, they were 23rd in overall defense. The year he was there, they were 7th in overall defense. This past year, they dropped without him. They went to 26th in overall defense and allowed 20, uh, six more points per game. The Chiefs, on the other hand, the year before they got him, last year we talked about the only Chiefs' downfall was their defense stump. Now, their defense over the course of the year hasn't put up crazy numbers, but in, this, in the last six weeks, when they've it been pretty solid. They've been really yeah. good. There's just something I think he's a leader. I think he makes what go back to his LSU days. He just made he has a knack for making plays. He just is special. Yeah. I don't understand well, why he keeps moving he's around. Exactly, you're talking about Patrick Mahomes being the scary entity um that you never know what's gonna happen. And and he is. I'm not trying to deny that. That's absolutely true. But Terry Matthew also is exactly that. Like you throw the ball in his direction, it could be a touchdown on any single play. Fall, uh, yeah, he's going to strip Palomalu it or pick like, it or I mean, something. Yeah, yeah, agreed. It's ridiculous. And uh, and I wonder if maybe he's just hard to play with. You know, he's hard to deal with from a coach's standpoint. I I think everyone I assumes he from the has been when he was young, but I don't know if he still is. So. Everything I've heard, uh, he had a rough history at LSU. A lot of people remember he got kicked off the LSU team and he had problems yeah. with marijuana. And I think he's mentioned, he's talked, opened up about it. He was still hanging out with some people from his hometown that were not people he should be hanging out with. And since he's like been really big in the community, he and he's done a lot I mean, of really great things, and players love him. I just think maybe what why he moves from team to team a little bit recently is he's a smaller guy, but he plays like right like he's going to hit you, he's going to get in the line, and he's going to have a lot of contact. I think teams maybe are afraid that he could not be durable. Yeah, and well, it's, I also think I'd he love guns him on my for team. big plays too, which is something that like. If you mess up, it looks really bad on the game film. And so maybe they're seeing a lot of those where he blew a coverage trying to, you know, spy a, a running back running across the middle or something like that. Um, and so maybe we're not seeing a lot of those plays that coaches know that he did the wrong assignment to try to get a big play. Yeah. And uh, and so maybe that's part of it, too, is he is he guns for that momentum shift is what he plays for. Um, yeah. Which is He's- great. I mean, when it works, it's. There's nothing like it. So. He's fun to watch. I'm glad it'll be a fun Super Bowl. We have a great offense versus a great defense, and then that Kansas City defense isn't just not crappy, just and not that fun. that can and that San Francisco offense isn't crappy either. I think it's gonna be really fun, a lot more fun than last year's whatever it was, thirteen to three or ten to three Super Bowl. So we'll see, and I will wait for our picks. I'm not gonna make y'all put down a pick yet this week. We'll wait till next. We gotta week make all we the prop bets. Yeah. On, we, on what website do we usually find those? I we will do that over at my bookie. They'll have all the prop bets. You put in the promo code chair. They will double your first deposit so you can get some cash. And maybe you you got that itch again this way. I know there's not a Super Bowl game this week, but there is a Pro Bowl game. So maybe you want to gamble on some Pro Bowl stuff. Speaking of the Pro Bowl, we have further proof, LJ, that Roger Goodell, is, is, is he's clearly 
a JPPer. He listens to the podcast. Yeah, he seems to. Yeah. The NFL is going to adapt. Pops, I don't know if you saw this. Me and LJ were talking a little bit beforehand, but the NFL will experiment with an alternate onside kick this weekend during the Pro Bowl. Did you hear about this? I, I did. I heard y'all talking about it. What is, what is the deal? So in the past years, this, uh, the Pro Bowl has done no kickoffs. They've done away with it to where – because, uh, you know, it's a safety issue or whatever. So they've been starting at 25, just sampling out different things. But this year, a team, uh, once they score, they have two options. They can either give the ball back to the opponent, which would start his drive at the 25, similar to a touchback, just without the kickoff. The second option would serve as an onside kick, where the scoring team would get to run an additional play from its own 25-yard line. If the team gains 15 or more yards, it would retain possession – if it falls short, the other team would take over where the play ended. So basically, they'd get another fourth play fourth and 15 on the 25, which sounds a lot like something LJ proposed to us about a year ago. I mean, almost exactly like. It does sound exactly like. <laughs> and also, the the Broncos, who are avid listeners of this podcast, uh, uh, proposed this as a rule change for the NFL, and it fell short. But we'll see. We'll hopefully but see But clearly, by, the this, by them doing this in the Pro Bowl, it means they're thinking about it. I know it, it got shut down when they proposed it as a rule change, but clearly the NFL is thinking about it. And I mm-hmm. personally, I, I love it. I don't, maybe it's possible you need to go further back than 15 yards. I don't know. Maybe you need to do fourth and 20 to make it at least hard. I don't know. But I, well, the onside you know why fourth and 15 impossible. is the number though? Why? Because it has about the same conversion rate as an onside kick, but it doesn't look stupid when people go for it. So, huh? Um, yeah. Well, I like it's, that. It's within a percent, uh, a tenth of a percentage point of I, accuracy of the same. I really don't care a whole lot about the Pro Bowl. Usually, I mean, usually it's like background noise. It's on, but but I'm I might turn it on. Up. I might focus up in a little bit in the fourth but quarter. This, they are trying. Happens. They are trying one other rule change, and it's about it's it has to do with false starts by receivers. Uh, basically, the rule change is going to be a receiver won't get flagged for false start for like flinching way out on the other side of the field or like lifting up a foot. If they, hmm. if they, if they flinch or something, as long as they get set one second prior to the snap as like a motion works, then they're fine. Hmm. Okay. Cause I said that doesn't really, cause if you think about it, a false start is more about that offensive a receiver doing a false start. Doesn't have the same effect. A left tackle does doing it. So. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense that maybe it's not the same penalty. Yeah, but so, how does that except work? For a right? corner blitz. Can you abuse a corner blitz that way? Maybe is you kind of like, you know, you throw a little false start and get reset and that, that way, you know, which corner is going to rush. Possibly, I don't. You can't like start running, but it's just like basically well, that receiver doesn't flinch in the corner, like jumps forward. Then I think, well, they could still be pressing though, so it really doesn't necessarily. But maybe I mean maybe someone tries it in the Pro Bowl and they realize, oh, that's why this rule weren't. What are you going to ask, Bob? Well, I want to ask this question because I remember this back when I was playing football. So this is a long time ago, but like the, <laughs> last weekend, the, the, no, yeah, longer than that. <laughs> but so I remember the coach saying, like, on the first play, you're on defense on the first play and I could take this if somebody flinches, but even if they don't, just blow the offensive line off the ball. Jump off, you know, go off sides, knock their dick in the dirt, take the penalty and show them (laughs) all night long. This is what it's going to be like, right? So my question is in that, I mean, that literally happened back in the day. But what I'm saying is, is, is used to, if an offensive lineman or an offensive player flinched at all, that was free reign. You got to go knock the piss out of them. But can you do that now? I don't understand what the penalty is for encroachment. Can y'all explain that to me? So if if the tackle does flinch like that, if they pop up, can I lie? You are up? able. Can, you are able to go like initiate with them like it's a play, even though he probably realizes but the whistle's going to blow. The whistle's going to blow. If you do something now, they have. The, I mean, the ref has the ability. If it looks like you're just trying to lie, like if you real clearly realize, because now they just got up and point the guy. I think they're trying not to be dirty, pops. I think it's it's kind of a thing where they're just like. 
there's no reason to blow you up. Now, if if if, it, if they honestly are just going for the play and they hit the center, sometimes it'll knock his big ass backwards and he's well, going to go falling over. Or how about the defensive player? Used to, you could get in the neutral zone and if you got back and before the ball was snapped, you're fine. But now if a defensive well, player up, jumps and the offensive player the moves, they call it encroachment, right? Well, it's a neutral no, zone I infraction. I think they call that neutral zone infraction, yeah. Encroachment means you touch the That means you uh, touch offensive the player. offensive player. So if I jump in the neutral zone as a defensive player and make you, the offensive player, jump, who's the penalty yeah. on? You, the defensive player. That seems wrong to me. But that's just fair, why? though. Why, if we're not allowed, if the offensive player is not allowed to flinch and maybe make that guy jump, then why should the defensive player be able to just sit there and do that over and over again? I, I'm just telling you. That do was you just remember, a rule change they made out of do fair. Do you remember? Yes, but they made the rule change out of a – they tried to make it a more fair game. That's, that's why the rule change I was. guess. I mean, yeah. I, Have you ever tried to play offensive line in Arrowhead Stadium? You know, I mean, it's there. There's no way that you're hearing the snap. You know, you're going off of other cues as well. If as a the big defenses. man, if and Sue gets that close to my face and jumps at me, I'm probably going to flinch regardless if I know the snap count or not. I'm going to prepare <laughs> myself for that big man to hit me. So I just think it's only fair that you you don't let him do that. So dude. it was a safety thing. Huh? You're saying, yeah. Well, well, I think it's a safety and a fairness. It's just it's you can't expect me to go. Oh yeah, well, I just won't do it. So like that one time that he does, he probably will just knock, as pops would say, knock my dick in the dirt. And then now I'm afraid of him the rest of the game. Is that the episode title? Is that the episode? I title? I don't know if we can put that in the title. Game, well, let me just. Um, say Hey, that's happening. It's not pleasant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we mentioned the Vegas Raiders earlier in this podcast. Speaking of Vegas, the NFL is doing the 2020 draft in Vegas. And did y'all see they have some wild plans for how they want to do this? No. What's up? This year's draft will be in Vegas and it will be inside Bellagio's famous fountain. The one that does all the light shows and everything you've what? seen. Listen to this. There's going to be a stage. There's going to be a stage out on the water and a boat. Yes, a boat will carry draftees from the stands to the stage to go shake hands with. Can the it be a gondola? Is it too late to make it a gondola? <laughs> I don't know. About <laughs> when that. the mood hits your eyes like a big pizza pie. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I could think when I heard this one that does sound pretty cool, but let's just backtrack. You're in Vegas. Young guys, a lot recently turned 21. They're about to get their first big paycheck. I know they haven't got it yet, but they can go ahead and spend like they're going to get it with boats <laughs> and water, probably a lot of alcohol. I, I don't see what could go wrong. I don't understand where we could, where no, something could happen here. <laughs> That'd be great TV though. Yeah. That's well, that's what they're doing. I mean, that's what yeah. they're, they brought, they do it live on ABC or whatever they do now. So that it'll be fun to watch. Wow. Um, uh, to, do y'all have any other thoughts? Y'all want anything else on that? Or I just wanted to bring that to your attention because I thought it was interesting. I think that's fantastic. I can't wait to see a bunch of boats. Uh, Are we going to Vegas over. in March? Is that what needs to happen? JPP live on We location. need boots on the ground. We need to really study this, <laughs> investigate it. Now, the um, draft's in April, isn't it? Is it April? Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Because, well, we'll talk about that. I am going to Vegas in March. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Okay. Bookmark <laughs> that. Um to tie a bow on a conversation we had last week and the week before, and really it's been all over the place with the MLB, and that is the cheating scandal going on with the Astros and all that. Um, mm-hmm. Did you see where Twitter ran away with some of the stuff, LJ, after we recorded last week? No. Twitter did that. its really good investigative journalism, and now supposedly the theory is that San Francisco players not only were using that TV, but they had – did we mention the buzzers they supposedly were wearing? You said San Francisco players or Houston players? I meant to say Houston. Houston players. Okay. Do yeah, we mention the, mention the buzzer? You did mention the buzzer uh, very briefly. We like just kind of glossed over it. I well, think, there's been 
they let Twitter get away with it, and now there's like every picture ever where they've like looked at a guy, and you can see like an uh, it looks a like a bulge. Yeah. Now it may just be the way like their arm is moving and the jersey pushed up, but I mean there's right. so many people putting out things, and supposedly the big thing in question now is Jose Altuve when he had a walk off a home run against Aroldis Chapman against the Yankees in the playoffs in like the ninth inning. It was a huge hit. Chapman has this face. He has this look on his face like. At, at, at now looking back, it almost it looked like he was just saying, "Ah, oh, dang, you got me." Now it kind of looks like him going, "You son of you a bitch!" Of you a knew bitch. exactly <laughs> what I was throwing. And then, better though, as Altuve is running rounding third, you can see him as the players are getting ready to do the thing where they rush him at the at home plate and they rip off and do all kinds of stuff. He was like clearly saying, "Don't rip off my shirt! Don't rip off my shirt!" Twitter took mm. that as. Oh, because there's something underneath it that you don't want to be shown. Altuve, after the game, they actually did ask him about it, and he said he he got in trouble with his wife last time they ripped off his shirt, and that she. Well, that's a good answer. Yeah, I don't know. It Mm. seems it seems sketchy that he was saying, "Don't rip off my shirt" to the players. Now the L.A. City Council, which another thing that's weird is the Astro players who during this whole run where they've been really really good have been very outspoken about how good they are. They're they're the first to tell you how awesome they are and how they've been a fun team. All of a sudden, they've been very, very quiet with all these charges about Buzzer. They're just kind of hoping I think it'll die down. It is mm-hmm. interesting. But the other thought now is we talked about Clayton Kershaw and how teams probably feel that played either the Astros or the Red Sox are also accused of some of this cheating. The LA City Council has unanimous, unanimously approved a resolution urging the MLB to strip the World Series titles from the Astros and Red Sox, thus awarding them to the Dodgers. What do y'all think about that? It doesn't work that way. Yeah, that's it not how it works. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> it's like, not how it works. Go ahead and try, but that's not... And or, no if, you're a Dodger, if you're a Dodger, like maybe you want to see them have an asterisk by the their title they won, but do you want a title? Do you want to be handed like, hey, we took it from them. You can have it now. Here's their yeah, trophy. Yeah, no, like I would not, I would not attend the, the banner raising ceremony. Yeah. Like that's, I'm not into it. No, that's not, you, I mean, you might've deserved it, but you didn't win it and it's too late. You can't go back and, and retake it. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, LA. It doesn't work that way. Well, but it's not to benefit who you would give it to. It's to punish who you're taking it from. You so know? you can take it from them, but I don't think if I'm even, if I'm the Dodgers, if I'm the Dodgers, player, Dodgers I, think, I don't want it. Yeah, yeah. It's well, that's why I think you see on the city council, it's mostly just fans. It's not like a anyone. Yeah. Like if I'm a Dodger player, I'm like I don't want the the trophy that we marked out Astros and put Dodger Dodgers on it. I don't want that. <laughs> you can still see the Sharpie. <laughs> yeah, I don't want. I don't want that. Now, if you want to punish them, please, I'm all about it because I'd probably be pissed. Yeah. Which. To the point, I, we might have brought this up last week. The Dodgers have been really quiet about this as a team because it's possible the Dodgers are accused of doing some cheating themselves. I think this could get a lot bigger. Maybe the MLB just tries to shut it down with these two teams. I don't think these are the only two teams cheating. I think it's a little bit bigger than just that. It's just like it is PDs. professional sports. I yeah, mean, yeah. I think it happens, and and it it it, it eventually will die down. I I wonder though if the players are wearing the buzzers like this, if players do end up getting punished, and I don't know how they can even confirm that they were wearing the buzzers unless they admit to it right yeah you can't you can't ever know retroactively about that yeah i don't know how you so, prove it yeah i don't see how well and i i kind of think some of the stuff where the players didn't get punished is probably for the mlb to figure out what they already did figure out as far as with alex cora and the 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 what who was running the show at houston and what the cheating's been going on i bet they went to the players and said hey tell us what you know and if you tell us everything you're you're untouchable. We won't punish you. We want to get the people at the top of this. So I think you already probably granted them immunity. So I bet you're not punishing them now, unless it's worse than what you thought. But 
we'll see what ends up happening. Um, uh, moving on to other sports, the other big headline: Conor McGregor, the notorious, <sighs> is back in the headlines. He, I think he beat what was it, Cowboy Cerrone, in who cares? Forty seconds. Forty, 40 seconds. seconds yeah. total. Knocked him don't out. LJ, shit. you don't seem too interested in this. The man, the man does not deserve a stage like this. I mean, it's I, I he sure seems like a performer. Do what? He performs on the stage. I mean, he he does fine, but he has. I mean, he's committed crimes to get there. Like, what what about him throwing a damn hand truck through a bus window? Like, um, shouldn't he be banned from the UFC for life for something like that? Like, imagine if um, Tom Brady, instead of deflating footballs, tried to harm somebody in um, uh, Peyton Manning's uh, uh, entourage. Like, we would be calling for his head. We'd be calling for him to never play football again. But when Conor McGregor does it, we're like, oh, well, let's sign him up for another million dollar fight and then another million dollar fight and then another million dollar fight. Screw him. But that's what that's what fighting is for is to see the I violence. I turn off the TV when that man is on it. I do. I mean, I just do. When I'm out at like a re- like I was at Wingstop, I turn the other direction. I don't want to see him. I I can't stand that he's got the platform he's got. I mean, I think it might be arguable that and I don't think Tom Brady is responsible for deflating footballs, but I think deflating footballs might be worse than throwing a hand cart into a bus i mean are you serious yeah he did injure people when he yeah did i don't i know i don't think he meant necessarily to injure someone i think okay and i don't think tom brady <laughs> meant necessarily to win a football game by I 50 think, some odd I points when he deflated things. it i mean i think you're they are different things but you're saying that they're like they're you can compare them and and the, the idea we got fired up lj today i love it <laughs> I mean, Conor McGregor Hi. is way worse than Tom Brady allegedly uh, inflating footballs. If you even believe that Tom Brady's guilty of it, it's still absurd to think that that's worse than throwing a hand truck through a tour bus window when you weren't involved in the fight at all. You weren't involved. You flew up from New York to wherever the hell they are. No, from Ireland to New York to throw a hand truck through a freaking tour bus window. No, screw that guy. Screw that guy. Well, I'm just telling you, this has been going on in boxing and fighting for years. And if anything that makes you think that I'm mad at this fighter or this fighter's mad at me, it just pumps up the volume. And and that's he has made the stage that he's on, and that's the reason he's getting paid. He's getting paid like this because I, okay, I'm telling well, you, before you're talking, that, Muhammad Ali, point. Muhammad Ali, people hated mm. his ass. The people Different. did. They did not like him when he first started. He now, wasn't committing crimes, though. Well, but I mean, he was talking smack. He was obnoxious. He was so <laughs> okay. confident. So is Richard Sherman, and we were just talking about how great he is, but that's not what Conor McGregor does. McConnor, Conor McGregor threw a hand truck into a bus, and it did break a window, and it did hurt somebody. I don't know that that was his intention, is to throw glass on somebody. So? His intention was just to braise a ruckus. I mean, I don't yeah. think his and, intention and he did it was... in an unsafe way. He did it... That ended up harming somebody. It's not safe and, to get into a into an octagon and beat someone yeah, to their different. brain. Both people have decided that that's something they want to do. I didn't decide while I'm sitting on a damn tour bus that I want a hand truck thrown at me. Like that's a very different thing. That's assault. That is a a crime. Whereas UFC is not a crime. You understand the difference there, right? Like he did he did his time. I mean, he did have to go to jail for like a night or two for it. Oh, whoopty. Freaking do. And then Dana White says, what a travesty. We'll never have him in the ring again. And then three weeks later, he's promoting the next fight. Like, well, no, the UFC I'll, sucks. I'll, Conor I'll agree with sucks. you on Dana White is the biggest hypocrite ever where he's like, that's a black eye for UFC. And then that's in the promo videos for the fight. Yeah. I agree with you there. But I mean, if you're Dana White, though, Conor McGregor brings in the money, brings in the cash. It's just like yeah. it's, it's kind of okay, like Pop but- said, whether you hate him or love him, I guess it doesn't work for you because a lot of times 
when it's a guy that is polarizing, people watched either to see him to lose see him or get win. beat. Yeah, exactly. Now it, it looks like LJ does not fall into that category because he specifically does it. not watch. Yeah, I just think it is interesting. He got back, and I don't think I don't understand why he fought Floyd Mayweather ever in the first place. But he showed real quick why he's real why he's one of the best fighters in UFC. It took, like we said, forty seconds, and he had Cowboy Cerrone out sleeping so well and from what i'm hearing now so like floyd mayweather's kind of come out maybe that there's going to be a mayweather mcgregor too mcgregor Manny pacquiao's talking about it there's some other big name that's talking about fighting him. he because he brings money everybody wants to fight him because they're going to get paid okay. the only issue i have with mcgregor really is there and these are cases that are going on that have not been he's not guilty you're innocent until proven guilty but he does have some sexual assault things where he's charged of something okay now, i haven't heard where that. he's been alleged of doing something but that is not to be seen i i'm not sure i think the jury's still out on whether mcgregor is a good guy or not but is if it? you're I, I i think so okay people make mistakes i mean maybe he made a mistake and did the 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 bus thing i don't like that i think that was wrong but i think that's a bit bigger if i made that mistake then i'm in jail right now is michael vick is michael vick a good guy he went to jail for fighting dogs but i think he might have learned from his lesson and i think he He went to jail for years not a day because it was a different crime well i understand that but i'm just saying like i'm in jail right now if i throw a hand truck through a tour bus it's a fact because because you don't have the if you if you can bond out if you have the the money no 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 i get convicted of the crime you still have to serve jail time even if you can bond out if the crime requires jail time. If I believe assault, he was convicted of assault. He, he has it on his record. I know, but then he got a lenient uh, he got a lenient jail time because he is a freaking celebrity. Well, because he's worth just hate all celebrities. There's a lot of celebrities that have got leniency because they're celebrities. I, yeah, and a lot of people get uh, get a lot of uh, 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 examples shown through their punishment too. I mean, it goes both ways, but it's still, I still I hate to see. Um, you know, somebody who did that, that be the, the, I don't know. That's the reason why he's worth so much money is because he threw a freaking hand truck through a window. Like, um, I don't think it, that's the reason he's worth so much money. Well, that's a part of it though. I mean that he is polarizing. That's what you guys are both saying is we all want right, to tune but in he, and see he, the polarizing. I think that person. was the, that was the area he screwed up. He just does it in general with the smack talking and his, and his, but his fights are worth more after that. I mean, are they not? I think they were worth a lot before that, that I don't, they were. They were before, but that. we're talking. Man, now Manny Pacquiao wants him. Now Floyd Mayweather wants another one. Like he's worth more after the event than he was before it. I mean that's a fact, right? I mean he's also worth that. more after what he did Saturday night. Yeah. Well, yeah, that helps. That helps matters for sure. I mean he's a pretty good fighter, and I will tell you what these UFC guys that get in the ring—that's a different kind of dude, man. That is a different yeah. mindset. They're they're running on a different wavelength than just normal people that are getting in that ring and ready to bleed and and potentially break an arm or I don't know if I want to say die, but I mean, they can, they can get seriously hurt. We've talked about it before. Yeah. And, and I, that's a different kind of dude, a different mentality. And I think that's part of what you saw with McGregor throwing the hand truck. No, it's not right, but I'm just, you can't expect these guys to be just normal everyday guys and follow all the rules. I don't like the sport anyway. So I I guess maybe I'm biased. That's fair. But I, I think that it is, I, I don't like those sorts of people running around on daily life that, that their job is violence. Like I just, I'm not a big fan of that. I'm not a big fan of somebody whose entire job is to try to figure out the best way to punch you in the head, to knock you down. I'm ready to move on from this, but to your, you watch boxing a lot when you were younger. I did. And I don't anymore. I haven't watched a boxing match in probably 10 years. Well, yeah. And you don't have to watch, I, but I will say, LJ, he's going to be around for quite a bit longer because, like I know. Dad said, he I know, and it pisses me off. So he's going to keep getting pay per views, and yeah, you're right. 
All right, moving on. I wanted to touch on an article that I know we all we all found kind of interesting and we were talking about a little beforehand, and that is the one on the New York Times by Kashmir Hill. And it's what what was the title of it called, LJ? Uh, it's called The Secretive Company That Might End Privacy As We Know It. And I, I just real quick, I, want, I don't want to take credit for finding this article. Kevin found this article. I just want the audience to know that. <laughs> well, it was it started making the rounds. I think it was maybe trending on Twitter or something. And we've talked a little bit about I thought it was going to, we talked a little bit about privacy and we, we've more been on the discussion of, you know, the speakers that hear you, phones that hear you, whatever, whatever. This one is actually, and LJ, I know you've read the article too. So jump in if you have any thoughts that either ch- or conflict what I'm saying, but basically a guy who was kind of an app developer who struck out a few different times, created a software that he, that can pretty much completely ident- make you identifiable by your facial features. So like facial recognition, like a lot of people's iPhones and phones have right now. But what he did by scrubbing the internet for basically every picture ever, they can match a random uh, shot of a person's face with the match on the internet. So like they scrub Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, if you work for a company that puts your face on the internet, any anytime you've been a picture's been on the internet, they try to scrub everything. Yeah, technically it's against the rules to scrape these pics from Twitter and Facebook, but it looks like they haven't really done anything yet. There was one part of the article, LJ. I don't. You remember one of the Facebook boards is like on the board of this company. Uh, Jay Nancaro, a Facebook spokesman, said the company is reviewing the situation and will take appropriate reaction if we find that they are violating our rules. Um, but one of the investors in this company is Peter Thiel, who you'll know as one of Elon Musk's uh, buddies to help create PayPal. Um, he's also on Facebook's board. So an investor in the company right. is is a also- big investor is also on. Yeah, it it makes things catchy now the. So what this this technology is kind of weird because it makes you completely identifiable, but it does. There is some pluses possibly to this. The technology lets police put an image of someone captured on surveillance. So if you rob a store, they right. can now make that still image of you on a surveillance camera, put it into this database, which it's called uh, Clearview. Clearview. They can put it into this Clearview database, and then it will say that matches blank. And they'll tell you where that person lives. Like, so if if it was me, it would say, this face matches Kevin Lutheraner, who lives at this address, who's working at this station, and he's married to this person. And like they, they can put your whole information right there just by a face. And, That's and great. It's worth noting that it will have like a percentage that they believe it matches, I think. So it'll have like a, a an amount of chance that they're wrong, I think. So like it might say, this is Kevin uh, with a 2% chance of being wrong here. Um, and he lives in Texarkana, Texas and he li- or well, he doesn't, I guess that's a complete lie, but that's yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, it'll have like, yeah, address and it'll have a link to your Facebook and probably your Twitter and Instagram too. And, um, which these seem really useful for police, but the problem is, uh, there hasn't been official proof of how accurate this information. I guess I'll just throw it to you guys. What do y'all want to talk about the negative effects before we get into this? But what, what, what do you think about this? Elch? I know you read the article. Well, I'm horrified by it because I uh, don't like the idea of people being able to find me based off of me walking down the street. Or, um, for example, um, you know, if I were standing outside of a dispensary, right? Uh, because, uh, uh, recreational marijuana is legal in Chicago now. And if I were standing outside of a line in a dispensary, then someone could snap a picture of me that has nothing to do with anything that I'm doing and try to make my life hell. You know what I mean? Like, um, things that aren't even necessarily a problem could become a huge problem for me just because my picture can be taken. So I, I have to be very aware of even what it looks like I'm doing in public. You know what I mean? Like whether I'm doing a thing or not. 
Right, like right now, this is being used mostly by police in the way we said before, which does seem useful in a way to catch criminals. But if someone else wants to use this information, if it becomes more widely available, someone else who maybe is a stalker or someone you don't want to have your information could literally see you walking down the street, take a snap a picture of you, put in the database, and it will tell you or tell them where you live, who you are, where you work. Like it'll tell so much information about you. And that's just scary to have someone on the street knowing that much about you all it's from a picture of you. Also scary for the police to have, in my opinion. I, I mean, I don't think police are out to get you like uh, a lot of people seem to these days. I, I really think police are trying to do the best job that they can, especially detectives who are trying to hunt down criminals. Yeah. 99% of it. Yeah, I agree. Um, but we, like you just said, we don't know how accurate this algorithm is um, scientifically. We know that they have had a lot of success with it. But that could still, you know, like without being able to walk into a jury and say, you know, like we could say that this DNA match um, narrows it down to, uh, you know, a thousandth percentile of the human population or something like that. You can come in with like very concrete numbers on a lot of the evidence that we bring into courtrooms, but you can't bring in a concrete number of whether or not this app helped you find the right guy. And so then every bit of evidence after that feels like it could be circumstantial. Like if there's just another person, I mean... Kevin, for example, you're aware I found somebody on uh, on Facebook the other day that in at least a few pictures looks exactly like you. Right. Right. And so um, if that person is committing crimes and just happens to pose for the security camera in the exact right way, then now they're searching you for, you know, um, different sorts of ways to get a warrant for your arrest. And that's horrifying to me. And I don't think and it did it kind of blew my mind when you found that LJ but I yeah. think that's out there a lot. I think a lot of people have I don't know if you have a doppelganger or you have someone who looks just like you but a lot of people have someone who looks very similar and it's just the way they get caught on the right shot and Yeah. This what do you what do you think Pops you've been kind of a little quiet over there. Well, I think we've run the the balance. I was talking about this with a friend earlier and it's kind of like having the hey Google thing uh by the couch that I mean, technically is listening to everything I say until I, and, and only comes alive when I say, hey, Google, or like, I'm not even going to say, hey, the name of my Apple phone uh, helper. Because <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll interrupt come us. On. But, but for those lack of privacy or for that privacy that you're giving up, you do get conveniences that are, that are handy. And so it's a trade-off. Do you want the conveniences for the but for the lack of privacy and some of the things that you're saying, LJ, wow, that is scary. If there's a doppelganger out there that looks like me, that's committing horrendous crimes, do they come after me? And I can't perhaps. Cause even if myself. you end up getting proven innocent, if, if it ends up being a, there's a case going around that L, uh, Lifford's being investigated for this horrendous crime. Even if it ends up, the truth comes out that still stains your name. Like, Oh, that you're now always going to be the guy that was investigated for a murder. Well, even if you didn't do it, I guess and is this- to your point pops, the Google home thing, I agree hundred percent, but you decide to buy that. I'm not the, the yeah. spatial well, recognition that's things. That's the, point. The Good point. Using. But I, by me getting iPhone, I'm aware that they're listening. What about and I, did we talk? We may have talked about this a little bit, but like this 23andMe and Ancestry.com, you know, you put your DNA yeah. in that system, and I mean, I'm pretty sure that police departments are using this. There was a killer in this, what the Sun State killer or something like that that mm-hmm. got hunted down because of Ancestry.com. Yeah. And it's not even necessarily that that person put his in ancestry in someone yeah, that was related to nephew him. or a niece or something did, yeah. And and so that's a good thing, right? If they're getting killers, you know, if they would have gotten uh uh who was the uh, the guy's name's escaped me, but some of these serial killers if they would catch them before the they killer. Yeah, or something like that, 
before, and that's a good aspect of, of this kind of technology. But but again, there are some bad. But is it worth losing all I, of your privacy? The, that's I the don't. Thing. And, and do you trust everyone that's ever going no, to? No, no, I absolutely this. don't trust everyone. And I'll tell you, it's probably a different in age. There probably there was a time in my life I didn't want everybody knowing where I was and what I was doing. Now I care very less, very much less than I used to. I mean, I I'm not too ashamed of anything I'm doing. Maybe I should be. But, you know, I think that's also like that's a pretty common argument with this, like lack of privacy that I mean, it's inevitable, right? This is going to happen whether or not we stop this. That's right. It seems like this is going to happen. And as is um, AI is running our lives for us. I mean, everything is going to change in probably uh, less than a couple decades. Everything will be completely different. But like a common argument with this lack of privacy thing is the well, I don't really have anything to hide, so I'm not really that worried about it. But I think that that's only effective if you know that for the rest of your lifetime, the things that you do will exactly agree with how your government um, functions, because we can decide that something that we find absolutely mundane now is illegal in 15 years. And then if we've got like record of you saying, you know, like, oh, I, I love to start a fire in my backyard, you know, then that could be, you know, something that we decide is retroactively a crime. And uh, you don't have any, well, you don't have a lot of control over, how society shifts over the 20, you know, if we have on record, some of the things that, you know, I might've said when I was 12 years old, um, the whole, the whole society would now be able to like, see that and see the things that I said wrong, even though I didn't mean them, you know, like dropping a hard, um, F slur for, uh, gay people. You know, I used to do that all the time. I, I thought it was hilarious. And if those recordings existed now without my ability to contextualize them and the world could just search that, then like I could be, you know, un unhirable um, in the future just because of something I did back then. And so the idea of like I have nothing to hide is only effective if you believe that society is not going to change over the next 10, 20 years. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I hear what and you're then saying. another part that's odd on this this software they're using. So like they can scrape your pictures from Facebook. Now, if you make your Facebook like right now, if, if it's public, that's how they can get it. If you make it private then they can't just go access all your pictures. They can see the maybe the first one on your profile picture, but they can't access all your information. However, if they've already done it, yeah. and then I go in and make my, like, so now I'm, like, say you're listening to this right now and you're like, whoa, that's weird. I'm going to make mine private. They've already got it now. Once they got it, they've Probably, got yeah. it. And then they're saying in the article that you can eventually, they're trying to make it to where you can reach out to them and have them remove things as long as they're removed from the original source. But how are you going to know that they did that? They're not going to release their entire database for you to look up, you know? And if you wanted to take a picture of yourself and check to see if they did delete you from that database, well, now they've got a new picture in their database. You know what I mean? So it like it's a lose lose situation that you can never really check to see if they even deleted it in the first place. So and uh, I will say by reading this article, the person that kind of came up with the the software, I don't think he's like a bad person trying to use this in a bad way. I think he thought of something that would be really useful for police and he's trying to use it that way. And even he mentions, yeah, in the wrong hands, this could bad because he can well, skew what they're able to skew what the results come back for police so if, it, if they're trying to save someone you know. i think the other thing to keep in mind is whether or not you believe he's a, a good or a bad person and i think he's right. a good person but we whether or not you believe about Zuckerberg he is at one point something <laughs> right right um but i think the deal is is he's got to i mean if you see a technology that you can create um and you think well this can be used poorly by bad people I mean, technology works in a way where it's not like it's just not going to get invented if you don't invent it. Like eventually someone's going to be able to program an AI to do facial recognition 
as well as this guy did. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's inevitable that it's going to happen. Right. So it's, it would be foolish of him to not try to cash in on the thing he's figured out how to do, even if it could lead to evil because it's, it's going to exist anyway. You know, it's yeah. just going to, um, it's, but I don't know. It doesn't mean I have to like it. It's, it's an interesting article. It's worth a read if you're out there. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes, but, yeah. um, I think that about wraps us up this week. I know, just one more time, we wanted to let, give you a little shout out to if you're wanting to do any kind of uh, gambling or get ahead of those prop bets. We'll talk about them next week, but there's going to be some all kinds of prop bets popping up all over mybookie.ag right yep. now. Again, you put the promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R. You'll get double your first deposit. Do you want to hear some of the most unusual bets you can make on uh, mybookie as far as I can find? Oh, like right now? You have some pulled yeah. up? Yeah, I've got some yeah, pulled yeah, up. Yeah. Um, so you can, you can bet on which uh, team is going to win the Pinball Pro Circuit Championship. Oh, um, I've been I've been really heavily invested in that. So wow. the bets are for North America, Europe, or other. Do you guys have a have a have a thought on that? <laughs> There's another I could put in the other. Yeah, that's plus five thousand. So uh, uh, wow. that's that's a long shot. I'll need to uh, finish my research. I'm not ready to put my name to anybody yeah, yet, but I have been that. keeping up with it. <laughs> we also have uh, Will any member of the Clippers attend Coachella? Will any member of the Lakers attend Coachella? Will Do Cam you have, Newton? Is it just a yes or no or yes? Same with oh, Odell Beckham, Cam Newton, yes. Michael Jordan, all yes or no's. Oh, that's tough. I, I would bet a member of the Lakers is at Coachella. Probably. Um, and that's uh, minus 140. So Okay. Ah, well, okay. Like Kawhi and Leonard's then, not going to be there probably, but. <laughs> and then the, the most interesting thing I found, uh, who do you think the next Pope is going to be? They have odds for the next Pope. Whoa. Yeah. So if you want to bet on who you think. I the don't next even know who would be possible. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh. The 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 furthest odds right now are uh, Bono from U two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so okay. he's plus well, one million or what is he? Uh, no, it's fifty thousand. It's fifty thousand. So it's a pretty long shot. Huh. So if you want to put some money on who you think the next so pope's going to be, the money line on Bono, Bono to be the next pope is plus fifty thousand. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So what does that on mean? My I, I, can't, I never know what these numbers mean. So if I put down a hundred dollars, that means I win fifty thousand. Yeah, that's what that means. Right? All right. Well, that might be worth doing. I don't know. That's uh, what I get double. I get double. <laughs> You'll get double your first deposit. So yeah, just put that extra. You put that you, 200. Now you get a hundred. I mean, <laughs> Boy, get rich quick. We figured it out. We, we don't have to record any more podcasts. We're done. Yeah. Well, you still need Bono to be the Pope, but that could be oh, problematic. I'll make it happen. I'll make it happen. Don't okay. worry. Yeah, I guess we still need that. Um, I'll become a Cardinal first and then I'll vote for him. Oh, Richard Dawkins is an option too. The Family That's Feud guy? Because he's an atheist. Richard Dawkins, the Family Feud dude? No, n- no. Who's Richard? No, Richard Dawkins, the, the famous atheist author. Okay. Could be the next pope. Is there a Richard Dawkins Family Feud person? Wasn't he the fam- the original Family Feud guy? Richard Dawkins? Uh, let me look up his name. It was not, I don't think it was Richard Dawkins. It was. Hey, put our research team on that. All right. He, they're, they're all on it right now. Get on it, stats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Richard Dawson. Ah, I was oh, close. Oh, just was a close. Yeah, close. just a slight. <laughs> All right. Do All you right. guys have before we get out? Do y'all have a what we're listening to or anything? I mean, or? I've been playing Zelda Breath of the Wild on our Nintendo Switch, and it's amazing. That's a really cool video game, Dad. You should get a Nintendo Switch. You would love this freaking video okay. game. But uh, <laughs> it it's got an amazing sound design. So, um, so I kind of reached back into my background and listened to some Commodores. Now, the song you would know is Brick House, but I mean, there's like Slippery When Wet, Too Hot to Trot, (laughs) Easy Like a Sunday Morning. Uh, Oh, Easy Like a Sunday Morning. Great, great stuff. I have to put some Commodore's greatest hits. Commodore's GH on the website. 
All right, all right. Uh, my what we're listening to this week, uh, Mac Miller had a new album come out that was a, and I know this sounds, I don't know what exactly it's called. Is it post humor? I think it's post posthumously. What post, what is it? Post, post, Actually, Dad, do you know? Posthumous? Posthumously. Posthumously. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, that's a word that I'm going to struggle with. I'm going to let y'all say that. But we're going to leave that all in the podcast. All of us right. trying to figure out how to say posthumously. He, his estate came out with a, a new album, and it's kind of some stuff he's recorded. And one of the producers he's worked with a lot uh, was the producer for it. So and it's, a, it's a good album. It's one. It's just kind of cool. You know, it, it brought back some old memories. I went back and listened to some old ones. But Circles by Mac Miller is the album. Oh, I've got and, another uh, what you're listening to, Kevin, for you. What's that? Uh, what would you think about Halsey's album? I saw you tweeted about it. Halsey's album? I did not think I would be a fan, but I was just doing something where I needed, I wanted some background music, and I thought, well, I've seen people kind of tweeting about this, whatever, so I threw it on. Good album. I'll I actually, to it. I, I like Halsey. I really, I'll have to I liked it. It, it was okay. really good. All right. New All album, right, I think it's called Manic. It, it was It was a good album. All right, cool. Um, ask you guys. Oh, well, speaking of something that may get on the What We're Listening To Soon, just because Travis Kelsey brought it up, but did y'all see his? Uh, did y'all see him do the Beastie Boys reference Hell after yeah. the Chiefs game? <laughs> we'll have to find. I found this video on Twitter again. I searched it again because I was trying to show uh, pops. But uh, we'll have to post it on show notes after the game on the stage where they were awarding the Chiefs the Lamar Hunt Trophy. Interestingly enough, uh, Travis Kelsey throws out the "You have to fight the right to party," and he does it perfectly with the pause in there. Jim Nance loved every. I don't think I've seen this person happier. Then I yeah. saw Jim Nance as Travis yeah. Kelsey was screaming this into the microphone. We're going to get a matchup of just maybe the funnest tight ends of all time coming oh up God. in the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. What a crew. Dad, can I hear it... just Frank Clark talk about it afterwards? Well, as long as you got some beeps ready to rock and roll because <laughs> he he likes to cuss a little bit. Which, good on him because if he would have came out and got run all over by Derrick Henry after what he said before the game – Boy, that'd have been yeah. tough. But he doubled yeah. down on it, and he went nuts in his post-game press conference. So mm-hmm. Next week, we'll break down kind of more into the Super Bowl and talk about some prop bets. Uh, this weekend, we have a Pro Bowl, but not much going on sports-wise, so there's no telling what the boys could come at you with oh, next man. week. I mean, we're we're going to be digging in some stuff. I kind of want to talk to you guys about little things that drive you crazy that shouldn't, that can like really piss you off. Uh, I. I want to, I'll put that in the radar. You God, know, like someone, yeah. like you know, Let's like the Taco Bell person not giving you enough mild sauces. Just little things like that. <laughs> mild sauces. <laughs> we might bring Your that up voice. next week. But also next week, I know LJ. I think you're a little late to the party. We were thinking little, about it this yeah. week, but me and Pops recently watched 1917, the new war movie that's out in theaters right now. And I'm not going to spoil it. Don't worry, no spoiler alerts here. But really interesting movie. The way it's shot, the way it's done, it's different. Would you agree to this, Pops? It's different than really anything you've seen before? I would definitely agree with that, yes. So, and I know, I think, LJ, we're, you're you're planning on watching it, correct? I can't wait. Yeah, I can't. I'm watching it sometime this next week, for sure. Okay, so a little homework for the listeners out there. If you're interested, and we'll, we'll say before we just start talking about it next week so we don't just spoil the whole movie for you, but we're going to talk a little bit about it, just kind of give our thoughts and reviews and just kind of what is on it. I know you don't necessarily come to the JPP for a movie review, but you're getting one. Yeah, join the movie <laughs> so, club, man. We got you in here. So if you want to join the movie club, go check out 1917. It's still in theaters. Uh, just a totally different movie. Really cool. We'll be breaking it down next week. Hell, the week after the that, we might talk Fences. The week after that, who knows? This might be a thing. There, there's no telling. This might be the start of something. So yeah. if you want to be on the ground floor, go check out ground, uh, 1917, and we will talk about it next week. All right, Hasn't guys. they got Tom and Sean Mendes? 
Well, Sam Mendez is director. Sam Mendez. Okay. No, okay. I keep saying <laughs> S. Mendez. Sean Mendez is not in it. It does have okay. common. Okay. I think that'll wrap us up for another episode of the Just Press Play podcast. Of course, you can find all of our show notes on our website at jppod.com. Find us on Twitter or Facebook. Make sure you're subscribing to the podcast wherever you get yours on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, wherever you get them. Uh, guys, you got anything else to add or are we good to go? I don't know. You just you like mild sauce. That's, I'm just stuck on that. I'm sorry. You like mild <laughs> cheese and 2% milk too? Or, oh, well, I like all yeah, of let's it. Go. Just, let's get I'm, out of here. Yeah, let's save that for next week. <laughs> MJ, Patrick Mahomes, same guy. Oh, God. All right, see y'all next let's week. Let's go. Peace out. Bye. Peace. <laughs> so when you sweat, like you're burning calories generally, right? That's kind of how it works. So, like, if I just ate a whole bunch of, like, flaming Hot Cheetos, am I, like, burning those calories out pretty quickly? I'm breaking a sweat. Yeah, I think kind of what you're also, you're putting a bunch of calories. Yeah, it's it's, it's so, disgusting. I think it's still a negative for you in general. But, like, maybe better than regular Cheetos, I guess is what I'm getting. So, like, like maybe a... a a pepper that, that like a pepper that doesn't have a bunch of added shit it's just like bite down a jalapeno and then maybe it kind of jump starts a little bit because i bet your heart rate increases a little yeah i think it's like new weight loss program yeah. called the jamaican dog. hydroxy cut my ass i just need a pepper <laughs> all right sometimes you eat a pepper and the next day it feels like you're working i'm just saying <laughs> well there you sweat so, again double yeah, sweat exactly <laughs> you have to get up <laughs> That's when you need your dude wipes. Shout out free promotion there. Yeah. No, the dude wipes are legit. I like the dude wipes. I'm a fan. All right. Y'all want to do a clap test? Yes, please. Sure. On zero. Three, two.